Hey gang, do you grind your teeth in your sleep like I do? If so, you and I are among 40 million other Americans who do. Now, whether it's stress, anxiety, or an abnormal bite, chronic teeth grinding will lead to worn enamel, tooth decay, sleeplessness, and expensive dental procedures. Now, the number one teeth grinding prevention is recommended by dentists, and that's the custom-fitted night guard. However, it's costly with the average dentist charging $300 per guard, and you grind through those several times per year, or your teeth move like mine did, and they no longer fit. Using Smile Brilliance Lab Direct process, you can get the same custom-fitted night guards for as little as $45 per guard. That's right, $45. Additionally, Smile Brilliant has custom-fitted teeth whitening trays and the Kari Pro electric toothbrush. Head over to smilebrilliant.com and use singles only at checkout for 30% off. Once again, hit up our sponsor, Smile Brilliant, at www.smilebrilliant.com and use singles only, all capital letters, all one word, at checkout for 30% off. You are welcome. Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farber. I'm your host. Thank you for listening. As always, if you're new to the podcast, hey, welcome. This is going to be one of the greatest journeys of your life. I promise you or your money back. This week's guest, comedian Hannah Rushline. Also, riding shotgun, the amazing Patty Vasquez. If you haven't, subscribe. Why haven't you? Go subscribe right now. I'll wait. Good. That's all the fucking time it took. Two seconds. Go review us if you haven't. Please review us. It helps a lot with the rankings and keeping this podcast going and free. Also, I am selling Better Call Paul shirts uh, this month. Half of the proceeds goes to the Parkinson's Foundation, which is a cause that is near and dear to me. Uh, I hope you can buy a shirt. You can buy those on my website, Paul F. Comedy. Um, That's where you can also see where my dates are. I've got upcoming shows. Uh, July 9th, I'm headlining Hey Nani in Arlington Heights. It's slowly becoming one of my favorite venues. Also, I'll be at Laugh Factory and Lincoln Lodge that week and the week after. July 21st, Wednesday, I am headlining the House of Comedy in Minneapolis, Bloomington, Mall of America. Please come out. If you know people in Minneapolis, tell them about the show. Uh, And then I'm back at uh, Old Town Zanies and um, basically in Chicago in the area for most of July. Uh, Back on the road in August, August 18th through 22nd at McCurdy's in Florida. I've got other upcoming dates as well. Please, please uh, continue to support this podcast and uh, thank you for listening check out our sponsors hey singles only time my name is paul farvar i am your host riding shotgun is the voice of reason patty vasquez patty how are you i'm great how are you see i'm i'm propping up my voice oh there it went yeah (laughs) i'll be fine you went you went out uh did an hour-long show last night i did knowing full well that you have this podcast award-winning podcast to do the next day what were you thinking i was thinking i could you know what i was gonna show up for you regardless (laughs) and uh this is actually a hundred percent better than it was a couple hours ago okay and you're drinking something too that our guest brought yes exactly an effervescent (laughs) that looks like uh uh, it's the color of a baby shit brown i would say i don't know 
Well, that's it's got green in it, so that's oh. a bad diaper. Okay, a bad <laughs> diaper. It looks like it's very tasty. So it's actually quite good, warm, by the way. Just so you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for making the trek despite having I, uh, I, early I, stages of laryngitis. Yes. Also, traffic sucks. Yeah, sh- that's the one thing about the fucking pandemic is. I loved driving everywhere. Oh my god, it was ten great. minutes, yeah. and now it's almost double. It's like people forgot how to drive. It's, oh, and then the construction is so slapdash. It's like I, last night I was on the Kennedy, and they brought down a one Highway lane here in Chicago. Yes, and they didn't. Uh, they didn't like let you know that your ramp was going to be closed. Yeah, like and so I, I didn't know that, and I tried going between the cones because I'm like, there's my ramp. And they were like, so I Shut ran up. out with a stop sign. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay. They don't even warn you in the no. apps, too, that there's going to be sh- shutdowns at late at night. You are now going to Wisconsin is yeah. what those signs should say. Well, speaking of traffic in Chicago, I don't have a that was, transition. Well, I, well we have a transition, a trans transitory guest <laughs> from uh, Indiana uh, here in Chicago. Uh, very funny comedian. We shared the stage a few times before I went back on the road. Uh, Hannah Rushline. Did I say it right? Hannah Rushline, correct. Rushline. It's pr- it's spelled very differently. It is. It's does the spelling is not what it is phonetically at all. It is. I saw a meme that was very relatable to me earlier today, and it was like comics bringing up their best friend, oh, yeah, and then the that. next one's like comic butchering. This is my best comics friend last say, name, yeah, yeah. and mine my, my name is pronounced Rushline, but it's spelled R O E. S C H L E I don't give a fuck to spell yeah. your name this way. I um it's bad and it, it it's like I'm I have an Asian looking case for my mom but a very German last name and I think this anytime dudes like see it on a lineup they just clam up real right. fast and even if they knew or I told them already how to say it five times they'll forget. I have an ongoing joke about my last name too where but uh I finally nailed yours after about a year yeah. so it would take me a little bit if I read it it would take. It looks like time. there's extra yeah. syllables in my name too. But like, even when I was on the road, people will be like, "I got it, I got it." And then I'm like, I can tell like two days later, the host already forgot. I'm like, "Farbar," I just whisper it to him, and like, "Oh, thanks. Uh, how'd you know?" I'm like, "I can tell the look of loss in your face." But anyway, we're not here to talk about uh, last names. We're here to talk about dating. <laughs> now, Hannah, before the podcast started, I had to ask you because I thought I wasn't sure. I thought you were uh, either gay or bisexual. And you are not. Man, everything about me screams at least no, by. I thought that because I thought when we did it, you do a joke about it on stage. And so I was like, oh, okay. Uh, so that was the only reason we had you on for Pride. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I am, so the podcast is I over. I am a good ally. Uh, I'm working in my allyship every day. Okay. But you are straight and you are single. so, yes. Okay. Why <laughs> yes. is that? Why do you think you're single? Let's get into it. <laughs> absolutely of my own volition okay. i believe um even creation um i think that's the best answer out of my own vol- i love that i uh, okay. i don't i don't know how else to say it i um i think i'm potentially right now especially now that i'm approaching my third year sober and kind of getting you know cool things happening to me comedically and you know out of my own way seeing a therapist i'm probably in the best position i've ever been to date or be like a strong partner to someone mm-hmm. for once. And I absolutely am just not there right now. So like, I'm just like, I'm a very like contented single. I'm comedy. I'm, I'm four years in, like I said, and only three years into not drinking 15 drinks a day. So it's like, at this point, it's like comedy's kind of like my baby. 
and I'm not in the business right now bringing strange dads around. Uh, <laughs> like I got sober, it actually kind of stuck. Now people are, you know, letting me do dumb shit like record albums. And so I, um, I'm just uh, being a little more conscientious of who I bring into that, that bedroom and playpen area. And mm-hmm. it has led me to be a, a single out here on the trail. Are you, are you on dating apps or like at None. all dating? Okay. None. Okay. If I was going to be on a dating app, I'd be on seeking arrangement, you know, okay. just so I could find some old man and let him squeeze my leg for dinner at Alinea. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm not going to be on more fucking Bumble. I, I got on Alinea. Tinder for once, once and I'm in Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, oh. I'm just going to see or whatever. And then I forgot I still had it on and I came home and I just like started like being confronted with people I know in person on Tinder. And I was like in that where I'm like, I don't want to swipe one way or like these, I could see other comics on there, you know? Right. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can't even yeah. entertain this well, nonsense. Did you ever have any, uh, relationship that lasted more than, you know, six months in your life? Oh, for sure. Okay. I was married from 22 to 25. Oh, there wow. you go. Yeah. I forget all about it just because of like, is sw- fucking yeah. young. but I'm 30, I'm about to be 38. So it's like, you know, I've been divorced triple the time I was even married right. and like, it was a nice, I, he was redheaded. It was just like, he had a good credit score. Like I knew him from my dumb small town. He was older than me. Well, Indiana 22 is For late sure. to get married. Right? For sure. It's I my friends already had kindergartners by then. <laughs> it's just, it's gross. Um, <laughs> And, you know, my parents, you don't know this, but podcast listeners, my mom's from a banana boat country called the Philippines, and my dad is a pastor of a church. So, like, 22 was also just kind of like, you know, for God, you know, like, just get married, get married, you know, so you don't right. have to feel this kind of guilt and shame that I've been carrying around. So I just did the stupid thing. But honestly, no regrets, you know, yeah. <laughs> spelled the right way. How did you know that your ex-husband, like, did you meet him at the church? He went to my same high school. Oh, okay. Like, he was a senior in high school and I was in eighth grade. But oh. we didn't date at that time. Fair. You know, like, I hadn't even really come into whatever grade? this yeah. <laughs> weird frame I have now. How big is your, the town you're from? Tiny. Tiny. So Clay City High School had approximately 350 kids, 7th through 12th grade. Where I started even kindergarten was right on the same block. So from K, you know, six years old to 18, I was in the same square, you know, four by four lot, like basically lot plot, you know, the whole time. And the only time you'd get like new kids, like we'd pray for new kids. That's how small it was. And like I'm half Asian, half white. And I was the only other ethnicity in our school aside from my siblings. Hmm. Like we had one black student and it was 2005 when they can, they put my kid sister in blackface in a notable Americans play. Oh, <laughs> I wish wow. you guys could see your own faces. Cause that's what I love when I say that on stage. Cause it's an absolutely true story. And I just am like, people just look at, like shell shocked. And I know, I mean, but the crazy thing is, it's like, that wasn't 1955. That was 2005, mm-hmm. you know? And like I said, we're half Asian, half white. And she played Jackie Robinson. So the whole thing was, oh. the whole thing <laughs> oh, was a wreck. Wait, so they, <laughs> There's so, they so can, many problems. Oh my God. I That's mean, for, for pride, it's a, cause, it's they, a, cause they figured they didn't have to put too dark of a face it. paint. Like yes. they were like, they with, save a, some with money. a white person, it would, it would <laughs> still be Brown instead of black. No, it wouldn't be you're, Brown. Enough. You're literally nailing it. And so like, you can, see me and i'm also like i'm tan so like you know mom's from the philippines it's like that's you know spain basically butt fucked them and came in and we look like little islanders it's what it is so i got it like even on stage i talk about that in that in that joke where i'm like dudes i just picture that 
that conversation in the teacher's lounge where, you know, too, when people are just like, Carla, um, so I know we don't have them represented in the school, but <laughs> we should put them in the thing, you know, and they're like, is there anyone, you know, filling in the other bubble on the Scantron sheet for ethnicities? <laughs> and they're like, oh, shit, the rush lines, yes. And Carmela is very tan right now. So yep. <laughs> we should just go down to the local IGA and grab the darkest color foundation right. and just kind of kick it up a notch and put a ball cap on her. And here we fucking are. Wow. And now we're big sisters doing stand-up comedy telling about this nonsense all over. You know, but I'm just like, hey, it's a reality of the tiny little town I was from. So like, even just like the reality of getting married, like we were talking to get mm-hmm. back to that was just like, you know, by 22, I had already felt because of society and whatever, you know, you just geography married. where I was like, Oh, you know, I've already been drinking for like, and at that point I'd only been drinking for like two years. I had kind of got a really late start. So, but I'd already kind of just been like, Oh, I should just, you know, link up and get this whole thing started with someone, have this family and all the things that, you know, Figures is as good as it gets. The traditional values. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, small towns, when you're 22, your brain isn't even formed yet. But there, you look around you and you're like, oh, well, this is what everyone's doing. You don't know any better. For sure. Yeah. Do you want to get married again? Or have you learned that it's an outdated institution like everyone else knows? I believe it. it is absolutely not for some and uh, yeah. absolutely necessary for some mm-hmm. i i have a feeling given my personality and the levels that i'm you know, consuming edibles anymore and just general happiness in my life that i've got at least one more in me you i get one more for one. sure okay. i got one more rip for sure what if i get everything i ever wanted like i feel like i'm starting to and then i just like just need to have one big banger at dollywood you know what mm. i mean something just in my good hot ears so i can get great photographs and just you want to have the wedding at dollywood yeah something wild okay you know where that is, right? Okay. <laughs> in Tennessee, yes, I'm aware. Oh, because of music? Is yeah, that the yeah, joke? Yeah. Hold on. I'm also like, like I said, I'm 38. I'm not like washed up. I'm not like, no. you know, like my best years I feel like are yet to come, but you can't be, I'm not doing this traditionally. Well, know? do you want to have kids or why else would you get married or what's the, what's the reason? I, like I said, it's not a why else would you get married situation. You just it's have just one like, in you. It's just, I feel like, I feel like it's, some dude's going to say like three nice things to me on the right day of the week and I'm going to finally be like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you, ever, ever. <laughs> do you, uh, do you want to have kids? Is that something that you also want to do or no? I'm not anti-children, but okay. I would be more likely to like rescue a child than I would be. Does to, that mean adopt? Yeah, to have one <laughs> out of my own, out of my own. Uh, rescue a child. <laughs> girl I like gash. that term. Thank you. I, uh, Why don't they do that? Why, yeah, they I say rescue I dogs. I think I will definitely actually buy a dog and then rescue a child. But I am. Um, that seems more the path. Okay. Or, uh, or I'm actually like I'm. A, I'm a human being that would even consider. Um. I don't know. Fostering sounds challenging. And now that I actually think about my like work schedule, I'm like, I don't even know how I would do that. Yeah. But it would be something I would be more inclined to do, even fostering, than bringing my own child into the world. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I only ask because it's like you say you have one in you and you, you talk about your age. If you want to have kids, you have up to like a certain age point for women. This is where to... Paul gets really fun about. Yeah, for I get, sure. I, I like it. I, I, no, like, I'm I sure I'm going to get backlash. I haven't even considered any of these things. Yeah, but, but that's the only it. thing. But it's good. But you are recently sober, too. So is it different? I mean, obviously, it's different dating if you ever do go on dates because as a oh, person it's myself. Re- it's repulsive. Who I hate it. Yeah. 
I all the time wish I could have a drink for, for dating. Right. And not because I'm awkward on dates. I'm not. I'm one of the most social, extroverted, yeah. you know what I mean? Just knowing how to talk to human beings all the time, human beings. So like I, I can do all of the heavy lifting in a relationship. In fact, all my bullshit ones in the past, I kind of did. So I was like, that's fine, but I don't desire that anymore. You know what I mean? It's like if I'm going to lift heavy, I'm going to do it in things that actually pay me dividends and not dinner. At this point, you know, what's that's a just dividend a more... that would count? What's a dividend if not if it's not dinner to linear? <laughs> what do you constitute a, a dividend? Is that I code for sex? It's not. Okay. I just I just meant something more lasting. Okay. I am. <laughs> but yeah, definitely dating in sobriety is tough. Yeah. Just because I can see clearly now. I mean, it is. It's just a there's not even it's just such a just a laser focused sort of a situation being high helps, but I wasn't like smoking at the very start of getting sober. I was like, I was, like I said, probably a 10 to 15 day a drink. Uh, yeah. Drinks a day drinker for 15 straight years. No, don't say that lightly at all. You know what I mean? Had the DUIs, did some jail time marriages and you know what I mean? And a divorce, things like that. Like my sins all kind of like came before me. Um, and I was also very like in that time, I think by the nature of what that kind of level of alcoholism looks like, like a very codependent person, Mm -hmm. you know, because of like, I had to have like, honestly, sometimes like even a glorified babysitter to make sure I wasn't going to like throw up in my sleep, you know what I mean? Or something wild or just someone to be there to like, make sure that like I had some grasp on reality. But, um, in sobriety, I find that, you know, like as you will be, I'm just a lot more contemplative about, what I'm consuming on any level, and that includes the penis in my life as mm-hmm. well now. Yeah. But even just being lighthearted about fucking, which I am sometimes, or just like, I'm still date, like I'll still date. I like, right. you know what I mean? Doing but all it's that. harder sober because I think, because well, I'm, I'm relatively sober, so I like to say, You've but never, I mean, I've never, I mean, I know that you have cocktails and I know that yeah. you used to have, maybe consume more. A but lot, I've, yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's a lot harder because, for, well, for one thing, it's for the other person, it's harder because they're like, oh, well, yeah, we don't have to drink. I'm like, I'm like, you can drink. I don't give a shit. I'm just not going to. Uh, but then that makes them feel weird, too, especially if you don't know someone. There's a lot of that. Yeah. And then it's also harder because, like, you also don't, like you said, you, you don't put up with, like, bullshit. When you're drinking, you're like, ah, I'll just, she's for hot. Sure. I'll put and up with it. And there's also just little things. <laughs> like, I just, like, you know what I mean? I, I made a joke about that on stage, but I was like, I'm not... I don't really feel great about myself. I was like, I've gotten a lot better in sobriety, but I was like, here I am almost three years without a drink and still have whiskey dick inside of me, you know? And that's just now that I'm looking at you both smiling, I'm also just, you know, that's just out of alignment with a lot of the things that I do in my life. And and I think that's a bigger, a bigger thing on what to kind of a jump off from what we were talking about is not only did I get sober, I got better. I'm daily feeling better. I'm getting better. Like I meditate now. I'm like, focus and like wiggle around on my mat you know what I mean and I do things for others and all I've done this year is like read books on how to like use my human and my brain better so it's like at this point it's like do I even really sobriety will make you also see you know what I mean clearly what your kind of values and non-negotiables are and then that's what kind of makes it where I've had to start looking at myself where I'm like Hannah do you want a dude next to you? You know what I mean? That like is sharing this kind of like access with you and your life and, and these ups and downs like, but you know what I mean? Who doesn't also value that? It's also Those age too though. As doing. you get older, oh, are you, sure? you make better Thank God. decisions. I never want to go back to being like, you couldn't get me to be a 20 year old right now. Hey, all you guys know 
that I used to be a lawyer. Still am, but, you know, kind of just in the background, if you will. But my friend, Scott Shapiro, he is a full-time lawyer. You guys maybe have injured on the job, need compensation, or you're just injured somewhere and you don't know what to do. You're entitled to way more money than you think you are sometimes. Not always, but most of the time. And my friend, Attorney Scott Shapiro, has been helping people for over 20 years in this regard. If you've been injured, give him a call. 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. He's a full-service law firm. So in addition to doing workers' comp cases, PI cases, he also handles all legal needs, including entertainment law. That's right. He's an entertainment lawyer. He's worked on a lot of musicians' cases, a lot of contracts, negotiations, and reviews of contracts for your needs, whether you're a comedian, musician, all that good stuff. All his consultations are free of charge initially. So don't take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website, scottshapirolegal.com. Call him today. Tell him I sent you. You will not regret it. I do miss it sometimes. You, you go on the road sometimes and you, you're hanging out and there's like all these beautiful women and you do want to drink and you do want to make bad decisions. But because you're older and sober, especially for me, I'm just like, ugh, like I can't put up with it. Like before, if a woman was hot and, and I do a joke kind of about it on stage, but it's like if they were hot and like, you know, want to hang out with me, I'm like, I don't care if you don't know there was two George Bush presidents. Like it doesn't bother. Like things that would otherwise be deal breakers are now wouldn't care if you're drinking and you're young. But when you're older and sober, it's like you. I just fight with myself all the time. Like God damn it, this is now I gotta go home. I don't want to talk to her anymore. <laughs> like For especially sure. on it's the, conserving energy too. It's where do you want to place your energy? Yeah, but then you go home and you think about it the whole time. You're like oh, I should have just just shut up and agreed with her on the Capitol. On <laughs> <laughs> the fake election. No, I'm just kidding. But I know. that didn't happen, but it, it could have. I wasn't I was in Oklahoma this weekend. But um oh. yeah, that I mean there's those are good things too, but I do think that you're right. Like you see clearer, but you also are like, well, you know, you kinda wanna sometimes not be you just wanna uh take a break from the grind of what it is to do comedy. You say it's your baby, For I get sure. that. For sure. And like I said, I'm still dipping in that pool. You know what I mean? I'm still backstroking through backstroking through boys. Oh, I, okay. You know, like they're it's I'm not saying any of this to be like, don't even try to talk to me, you right. know, penis. It's just more like an understanding that I there is no there are no like I'm not tr- there's no trading for me right now. Like I don't value a relationship over my my professional like growing professionalism in comedy comedy right now. is your boyfriend or your it baby. is it is yeah. bay yeah no, so I get like it. it is bay and it's and i you know there's there's plenty of interactions and like you know do you have guys coming up to you after shows uh girls girls okay. <laughs> Girl. yeah back to pride happy pride uh keep it up gays i love you hitting on me i just don't have anything for you because the boys <laughs> give me everything and there's so but no much. girls have come up to, or oh, no guys sure. have yeah guys okay. too they're, and has that resulted in anything no i mean you can shoot your shot i mean my dms are wide open and people are wild in them yeah like i i can read you a message i just got on my facebook dms this is 
If you're, if you're just like, what's it like to be Hannah? I, I can't. Like, I can't even imagine having to deal with all of the, the DMs and the. Uh. I mean, somebody just said this in the light of day. Okay, believe. What it. do you got? Hold on. He said, uh, "I don't get anything like that." This is wild. He basically was like, "Hey, can I pay you a compliment?" And I'm like, "Sure." Oh dear. He said, "If I'm being honest, I wish I could go with you to every mic and just learn from you." And stick my good. head between your legs for hours at a time, but that is what it is. Uh, and then he sent me another message that said, don't leave me feeling dumb. <laughs> and I, You didn't respond, did you? I said, I don't have a response for that currently. Um, I'm a very transparent person. Okay. If you talk to me in my DMs, even if you're being an absolute crazy person, like saying that kind of shit, I will still mostly respond to you. Like even just like, oh, thank you or whatever. Oh, no. Yeah, you got to stop. Yeah, I don't think you should. You have to. I don't think everyone is entitled to a response, Hannah. You don't have to. Respond. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I don't and know I'm, if you want to encourage and I, that. I, yeah, I You're wish really... I hadn't. Honestly, now, like looking back like at the rest of what he said, I wish I hadn't. Yeah. You know, because I said he basically just said, just know I'm extremely attracted to that mind. God damn, Hannah. I'll always remember you. Oh, wow. <laughs> And Did he, he put, see you at a show or something? Just wait. He put, I'm like professionally sexually attracted to you. Professionally? <laughs> Whatever. What does that even mean? I have no and idea. And he just said, sorry, Hannah, you're destined for greatness and I love it. And I'll, all I really wanted to say. Okay. And obviously I didn't respond to any of these messages. And then the next day I got a message at 1120 AM and it said, I hadn't done any ecstasy in a while. I apologize. <laughs> there you go. Nice. But this guy was an open micer with me on my scene, oh. and I'm just like, Jesus, dude. Have you? Uh, oh, he was another comedian. Oh mm. no. Have no, you? No, just have you? Uh, have you hooked up or dated comedians too? For sure. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I was about to be like, you no. said you made it sound like it's happened more than once. No, I mean, we're in the I'm in the business right. of it, you know, like I said, and I'm swimming in, uh, in it and it's it's inevitable. I feel like when you mm-hmm. get to a certain level of comedy, um, especially if you're single within those tiers yeah. to not interact with your peers on and off stage, I think, you know, okay. however, luckily for me, thankfully for me, I I'm glad to be sober so early into my comedy because I really didn't fuck around with hardly any comics. And if there have been any that I have, it's just been in a respectful, chill, do you know what I mean? Off the scenes type of we're still friends kind of a way and nothing that was like, you know what I mean? Like public or weird or. And it didn't end poorly? No, but I also was like never dating those people. Okay. I've had like non-comic boyfriends. I had two quarantine boyfriends. Okay. Uh, five weeks apiece. Um, I'll let you decide who contributed <laughs> to that demise. <laughs> five weeks isn't a very long time. Okay. But I feel like both times, it's like five weeks is a good amount of time with me for them to get a clear understanding that was like, oh, everything she said right at the start, she's still on it. Right. Like, you know, like, oh, about comedy being the like Priority. number one thing for her. Oh, that's for real, for real. Oh, like... Her saying whatever she wants on stage all the fucking time. Oh, that's for real, for real. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's cute. Like, I, I, that's another thing about dating. It's like above the sobriety, just as a comic, it's tough as a female. You know what I mean? It's not, be, not for lack of attention. It's clearly coming in. It's nonsense. It's funny. But it's also just like 
because it's hard. It's taught, especially the kind of comedy I'm doing. It's highbrow labia. It's, you know what I mean? It's crass. Highbrow labia? It is. I call my pussy squirt curry on stage. It's like, if a dude is going to be like, oh, I'm really into that. It's like, well, you want to eventually introduce that person to your mom. Yeah. You know, and that's fine if you got a cool mom. (laughs) <laughs> but like, if you don't, don't think that like, I'm just going to suddenly go home and be a weird mute at your family Thanksgiving. Cause like, I don't I, even think of that, you know? And for me, it's like, I had a pastor dad and an Asian mom in a small town that held me down for a really long time. Right. And it's like, I got sober kind of guilt free on some shit and forgiven myself. And like, Hey, it's like, I get it. I'm not for everyone, but I certainly will not <laughs> like align at any point with somebody that I'm not like everything for. So maybe I'll be alone and that'll be okay. And we'll just fuck quietly on the side, me and whomever. And that's on the side. Okay, too. Patty, was that an issue for you? I didn't even think of that when you got married with your in-laws and stuff. Because you were pretty for for you were pretty outrageous on stage. And uh, well, not I mean, yes. And uh, I also (laughs) talk about my in-laws and I. Right. uh, But but I refrained from doing that for a while out of respect because because I love my husband. Uh, But when it came to Trisha, um, when (laughs) she was inappropriate at a Christmas uh, party, I started doing material about her and then, but I made the mistake of naming her. That's why I changed her name to Catherine. And, (laughs) and so, so what I would do is I would say when I first met her, this happened the first time I met her, she shook my hand. She goes, hi, I'm Catherine. It's Catherine with a C. I understand that you're Mexican. Do you feel like you're a Mexican? So, right. and I had a whole five years worth of material From that, that she no, but, but after like that was like one thing, and it kept building until she ultimately did the most outrageous thing. And I told Steve, all gloves are off, fuck it, and, yeah. And that's when I, but but then people would start videotaping me with the real name. That's when I changed it. But okay. same thing. My husband, my husband knew that everything. I did it out of respect for him. He never asked me not to for do sure. it, but he knew it was. He always knew it was a possibility. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I think you even know this, Paul, as a comic. It's like just think about like dates that you're on. You know, it's like if, if they see you like they're seeing you on the context of a stage you have like who knows what is coming out of my mouth at any given time as far as that's concerned you know right yeah and it's like and then you know off stage whatever that looks like from comic to comic is just like a lot different you know some people become this like totally different person off stage my comic on stage is my exact same hand yeah it's your, it's you your know? persona so it's some like, people are different it but... just yes yeah, so it's like it just kind of like carries into that and i i remember one of those early quarantine boyfriends like five weeker in pompano beach florida uh hot former uh done two tours in afghanistan i felt like i was enlisting and i just went you know down there to get away from to catch destination covid basically yeah. that's what i was doing florida is that's the number one export in over covid nice. was getting covid but i remember like he basically slid, how did you meet him he, he slid in DMs my dms and you went to yes. visit him oh, wow yeah okay. but we had a cute meet like an origin story that started eight years before okay. so i had a running knowledge of him got so it, it wasn't like an unfamiliar person plus he got smoking hot like he was always hot but he was very hot and i was like i will take you know what i mean that flight down there uh flights were cheap too in for quarantine. sure I could also like get a manicure $29. at that time in Florida because it was wide open, right. like even wilder than the land of Pensaplenny where I fucking live. So I was just like easy breezy. So I went down there. But I remember at the very first, you know, he hit on me based on a live stream. He saw me do high in my living room on Facebook, you know, that rekindled the flame. So whatever. But I just remember in the very first week of us talking, he was just like, he's like, Hannah, do you think that you'll write like a joke about me or something? You know, and I was like, for sure I will. <laughs> I just said it just like that. Just... 
I don't know when it will be, but I mean, pop up. Uh, yeah. you know, five weeks is a long time for material to build. For sure. I definitely got like three bangers off of it. I don't do yeah. them anymore, but if I easily like go into it on a riff, people will lose their shit because it's hilarious because yeah. he was just a, you know, he had terrible tribal tattoos and he was, I found oh, no. out on the last Ugh. week that I was down there, he was voting for Trump. Oh. I swear to God, <laughs> can't even make this shit up. And um, <laughs> so, you know. Here we are, but I, but yeah, it just makes, that's another, that's just another thing too, where it's like, Hey, you guys realize the thing I'm doing, don't you? You know, like the yeah, constant need for like jokes and like want. the things yeah. and like the, the conjuring of the material and like the way my mind works. And, and also just as it's hard to be a single as a comic because it's like, people also have to be very trusting of you. That's why sometimes I think we do end up with comics more often than not, even if it's not the best partnership, but just simply because of the fact of there's, there's a baseline understanding. Like think about like a dude who would be with me. And I know that like, I don't, I don't have to be with a comic for all time to have a sustainable partnership, but like over time, look at what that looks like. I think you're, you're trying to, I think I see you trying to justify it, <laughs> which scares me because you clearly haven't seen what happens like I have, and I think, I think I don't know if Patty can vouch for it, but it sounds like you're trying to uh, <laughs> you guys justify like, this. this. Is so cute, Hannah. But no, you're look. so wrong. No, I, no, I, I, look, I'm, I'm not going to speak for Patty. But no, because ahead. look, Kevin Naughton and was it? I understand. That, yes, yeah, and we're you still very good it. friends. He was the last person I dated. He was a stand-up comic. Okay. Is, and, uh, and, you know, had it not been for personality parts, I think as a partnership, I never felt like we were competing. And yes, although he was a headliner and I was a MC, maybe feature act. But I, th I think that someone like him, I think that there are guys out there or women who would be comfortable. But I think there is the, you know, competitiveness, even though you're of different genders and, you, you know, you think, well, something that she gets, I should have gotten or whatever. You're still going to have that. I mean, for sure. you know, bookings are bookings at clubs and we get them far less than men do. And but men's egos might be a little more fragile. There's no. I've had dudes tripping out online today, and I put up a post about my, the fact that I got an, a, you know, a, a big email about getting to record my first album, and it they somebody still got sensitive, you know, and yeah. I'm like, how did this become? This, so those are people dude? that are, you're not connected to. Imagine the level of that happening. I mean, you're still, I, I know you're looking at me like I'm, t I'm, I'm not, I'm just looking at you. I just know that you think I, it sounds like you're justifying it. And as a person who's done this podcast for five years, the one thing that I've been consistent about is don't date other comedians. And there's a reason why in, in job, in formal job places, they say, don't, you can't sleep with your coworkers. We don't have an HR department. No. So no. I'm basically the HR department right now saying it's not good. It doesn't. And for well, sure, 90% of the time, 10% of the time it does work. And sometimes it's beautiful, especially if you're both Segura already successful. They were already successful uh, uh, when they started, when they got married. He was already a headliner. For sure. I hear you. I'm, I'm dating, I'm, I'm <laughs> dating more non-coms than I would even non on the comic side. That's how it should start. I'm simply saying, I think I understand though, for my very specific comic, me specifically, and the type of comedy I'm doing with the way my personality is, like I'm a natural born flirt. You know what I mean? It's one right. new flirt energy is my favorite energy out there. <laughs> There's no greater energy than a good before somebody's tainted it with a dick pic or, you know what I mean? Their mom. And you just feel good about like whatever hope you have of that person. Like that's my fucking favorite. And it's like, so I even understand just like to be, to be linked to me in general is like you're you just have to be a very trusting person you have to be a very like 
understanding human, and I know that those exist. I just understand outside the comedy for, out, world. Outside of comedy, for no, sure. I'm saying, but keep that keep that search <laughs> there. I'm t- I'm telling. I, I mean, hear you. you've mentioned some of your mentors before we started the podcast. Talk to them; they they'll tell you. And, and I mean, you know, Megan married a comic. Okay, that's a great example. But ask her about the other relationships. And Audrey's gay. <laughs> well, I mean, I. Yeah, and when dating we go a off, comic. We can go off the, when we're done with this. I could tell you more about what For happened. Sure, I hear you. We shouldn't them. date comics. They're just, I, nobody should date us. Don't but date especially <laughs> we shouldn't date other comics. You shouldn't date us as comics. Like basically, from this episode of Singles, don't just not me, not you. Especially if you're a comic. Not I mean, there's us. comedy adjacent. There's yeah. people in. That are in the arts of comedy or support if comedy or musicians. If you see a dude talking to me at a comedy club, push that dude off me. <laughs> no, if he's not a comedian, you're fine. Smack the joke book out of his yeah, hand. If he has a joke <laughs> book in his hand, yeah. say no. And especially right if it says joke book on the outside yeah. of their <laughs> If he's got a yeah. If I'll he's got a joke book in his I'll hand, I'll marry that guy if he just, has a joke book. You gotta that says say joke no, book. ma'am. There, I rhymed it. <laughs> oh I made God. it rhyme. Joke book in hand. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> no, man. No, man. If it's a man, there you go. Do you feel like you're you you are who you are on stage, off stage? I think that you are. I am, yeah. And but I have learned recently, I've become more of a dick on stage, uh, which is good. I think. I, I think I have a I have like an aggressive side sometimes with people, and I've lately I've noticed it. And someone else told me too that I've been sometimes I'm really mean on stage. Um, but I think that's just finding my my voice. So it's like. I feel like I'm myself on stage and I you like are. it because I don't have to be interrupted by anybody. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just talk for 45 minutes right. and be myself. I don't have to like wait for someone else. No, I, I, We're I think a version of I ourselves. Th- I think I'm a version of myself. I think I'm overly cheerful. Um, because I love that. I love that you're like, you're very honest with people about like, look, this is what you see is what you get, you know? And that's important for someone to, to absorb. Otherwise you're dead in the water. Certainly. Yeah. Well, Hannah, we're out of time, but uh, I hope you've learned something today. <laughs> also I want, have. I also want you to know, do not drink the chalky bottom of this detox effervescent chip you gave me because that was it was in the back of my I throat. watched that thing go down. It looked like I a butter like, beer on Harry Potter. It was like foaming up like potions, like something they made in potions. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. It was, it was tasty. And then, and then I was like, oh, I can't. Uh. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Hannah, we have to have you come back on in a, in, in a little bit and see uh, and see if you did take my advice. Oh, my God. Because do I that. feel like based on how you were talking that this is something that you're contemplating. And I, I hope that I've changed your mind. <laughs> Whoever that dude is that's like, fucking Paul, you're cock block me right now. It's probably one of my friends. I don't even know. <laughs> Hannah, we're, uh, we're, you're turning red, so I'm, I'm right. I'm just laughing, dude. <laughs> Everybody that listens to anything I say feels like it's about them. I just, like, I don't. Okay. They're probably 60 I'm so right now. It feels personal. That So it's like, I just am like, whomever is listening to this and feels like this is for you, whatever. There was a girl. <laughs> Try harder. There was a girl that I was interested in that did comedy. And we connected on a level, obviously, because we're comedians. And I remember saying at one point, I was like, ah, and I said it out loud. I was like, ah, too bad. We're comedians. It's not going to work. She's like, I don't understand why. I was like, I go, one of us will have to quit comedy. (laughs) And so it didn't work. But anyway, that's that's my position, at least now. But who knows? Hannah, where can people people find out more about you and your upcoming shows and, and your upcoming album? Uh, my best ways to follow me are on social media, um, Instagram being my favorite channel, 
at Hander Pump Rules is my handle. If you're familiar with the shitty Bravo show Vanderpump, um, that is one of my guilty pleasures. And I just put the first three letters of my name, Hannah, H-A-N. So Hander Pump Rules. Um, I'm a promo ho because I'm actually trying to make it out here. So you can be fully abreast of my entire situation and um, nice, see. Nice tattoos. Thank you very much. Those You're are welcome. my buddy Adam back home in Indianapolis. He's an absolute fucking G and will draw any of my fever dreams uh, on me. And I, they're looking at my socials right now, just like at these tiny little thirst traps I set with my celery stick body. So feel free to <laughs> get in there and on the action, shoot your shot in my DMs. You know, if you're a comic, don't no. stop hitting on me because Paul is I'm gonna be gonna, your, Paul's your gonna strong stepdad. dad you at yeah. the laugh factory. So like, don't even. <laughs> Try to talk to me in the balcony because I'm new to town, but Paul has taken me under his watchful wing. I am going to watch. (laughs) Even a lot of these guys are probably really nice guys. I'm probably my friends. I'm just going to be like shaking my head and be like, no. (laughs) So yeah, hand pump rules. I I just found out today that I'm going to be recording my first album with 800 Pound Gorilla. So I'll know more about that this year, I'm sure, but that will be impending and something to give me more mania. But other than that, I'll just be out here and thanks for having me on. Awesome. Excellent. Wonderful to meet you. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Patty. Thank you all for listening to another edition of Singles Only Podcast.